The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Down the block from my parents in Farakway, there is a Rebbe, Rabbi Potash. He was the first grade Rebbe, I think his first grade was pre one to many of my brothers, the Rebbe in Darachet Torah. And this Rabbi Potash, though, a wonderful, stolen or chassid, warm, my cousin even married his daughter, beautiful, huge family of great Jews. Where do they come from? Listen to the story of Rabbi Potash's father. Rabbi Potash's father, Yaakov, was merely a bacher, a teenager, when World War II happened. And for whatever reason, at some point, he got caught, or whatever it was that they decided that he deserves to be sent to Siberia. And he was sent to Uzbekistan, somewhere off over there, some deserted place, a work camp, a labor camp. He said, it was so distant from anything else. There was nobody there. He was the only Jew in this labor camp where, of course, they were worked sun up to sundown. is basically a slave. And there was nobody else. He was the one Jew that got sent there. Among everybody else. Totally lost. Totally cut off. Totally broken. And expected to die in this deserted labor camp of nowhere. It was so deserted that they had no way to even have basic provisions for survival. There was a train that every now and then would ride through and drop off basics so that they could survive there. That's how it was, the nowhere in the middle of nowhere. He said, and as time goes on and he's over there and life has no value, what is even life in such a place? The person who ran the labor camp, since everybody else there was really peasants, really low class, this one Jewish Yaakov stood out as somebody a little bit better. And this person who ran the labor camp approached Yaakov one day and said, I would like you to marry my daughter. He said, and essentially, besides forgiving you a wife and giving you a family, I'm essentially giving you my, your freedom. Because then you will also become the head of this labor camp and you won't have to live the rest of your life a slave. You'll be a free man. Can you imagine that? Yaakov, nowhere of nowhere, no Jew, nothing to hold on to. Now he could be married to this girl, not Jewish girl. Life is over for him, but he could start a new life right now. Marry this girl, be free. He said that night he sat there, what do I do? Can you imagine that challenge, my friends? Can you imagine that? What, what, yes, no. And then Yaakov says, no, no, no. Ani Yosef, 
I'm a Jew and I'm not selling that. And he remembered. Listen to this. Talk about holding on to coattails. He remembered that his mother would push to make special food for Shabbos. I kid you not, that's what he said. Even though she didn't eat the food, even though she didn't eat the kishka, I think it was kishka, she would make, she would come in on Sunday and say, is there flour for kishka? He remembered that, even though she didn't eat kishka. You hear that? That's what he remembered when he was sitting there that night thinking, yes or no, should I give in or should I stand up? And be holy. He remembered his mother. Sacrifice for Shabbos. For no personal gain. Just for Hashem. And he grabbed strength. He garnered strength from his mother. And he said, I'm Yosef. I don't care. I don't care if I die. I'm not marrying this girl. I'm Yosef. I'm not giving in. And he ran away from the labor camp to nothing. There's nothing there. He ran into nothingness. To go die. But to go die a pure Jew. Holding on to the coattails of his mother. Blazing a path for all the future. He ran to go die a holy Jew. And he came across the train tracks. And as fate would have it, Hashem, as he was walking there, the train came along. And Yaakov jumped and grabbed onto the outside of this train and in tattered clothing in the freezing cold, held onto this train for three days straight until it eventually came to a Jewish town. And he jumped off there. He said when he came off, his hair was long, his clothing were tattered. People were scared of him. But the Erlich family, Stalin Hasidim, they took him in and they revived him and they healed him. And this boy that should have died over there or sold out everything. But with the power of the people that came before him, with the strength of the Neshama, that never has to give in. The power that every one of us has every morning. Got up and he said, no. I'm the king of Egypt. I can conquer earth. I can conquer the exile. I can conquer the labor camps. And he ran. And now, He's left over a wonderful, unbelievable Jewish from family, a beautiful Hasidim, and they're getting married, and now there's already children, and there's grandchildren, and there's great-grandchildren, and there's a huge Mishpacha family lighting up the world with Torah and Mitzvahs, and it's all because of what? Because he got up and said, Ani Yosef, I don't have to bend to you. I can hold on. I'm invested with the power of those that came before me. I'm invested with the power of my neshama. 
And I can blaze a path for those who come after. And when you wake up in the morning, you too have that power. And you could walk on the path that Jacob Potash blazed. And you can hold on to your mother's coattails. And you can leave a path and coattails for the next generation to hold on to as well. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.